Hey, welcome to Defining Life with me, Nick Boris. It has been a minute. It's been two years since I've done a podcast and uh, a lot has happened. I am now divorced and I'm going to talk about that over time. Um, But I've done a lot. I've gone through a lot. The one consistent thing for me has always been to find my day. And man, I'll tell you, I have a new appreciation for it. It worked for me professionally. And now that process is working for me all through life. And I've always kind of made it a whole life process as I've been talking to people about it. But man, that has some deeper meaning for me right now. So we're going to talk about that too. But, you know, I I wanted to get this episode out because I've recorded it maybe 10 times, each time with a different focus, each time in a different state of mind. I would say that, you know, like the first one was like resentful and wounded and angry, and I just didn't want to put that out there. It just didn't sound right to me. And the other ones, you know, like it was a hard time to get my thoughts out in a in a coherent manner like it just was not I was not feeling it I didn't have the energy for it and I just did not have the right mindset for it I feel I do now and I feel like I have for recent weeks and months and I feel like we can get back into talking about this stuff and I'm feeling like I'm in the right place to do that with you so let's get into it um, so like I mentioned before, uh, I, I divorced, um, tried to make it work, felt like I did the best I could in the way I could, but still have some regret there. I feel like if I would have figured out my stuff a long time ago, um, you know, maybe, maybe things could have ended up differently. Maybe I could have been there for her more. Um, You know, and that's all part of this process. But I know that I started this when I became aware of it, like whatever my issues were. Right. And I don't know that I could have done it any earlier or any faster. And I certainly the stuff that I've gone through in the past year, I couldn't have done within the relationship because there was just too much conflict in the relationship, too much stress. And I couldn't see parts of myself while constantly in survival mode or combat mode. It just didn't work. And so that's one of the lessons that I would take from this. It's one of the big lessons for me is that if we're in situations that are causing us immense amount of stress, We need to get out as soon as possible, whether it's a relationship or a job. You know, it could be a relationship with anybody. It could be a parental relationship. It could be siblings. It could be toxic friends. Whatever that might be, you know, we got to get away from it. But the, the, the problem with this is that, you know, if we're in these relationships already, it's because we've almost been trained to be in these relationships and we're used to being in these relationships and it's hard to pull out because when we pull out of these relationships, many times we're pulling out of what we think is a support system. And so that happened with me. 
you know, through the whole COVID situation, I pulled back from a lot of friendships and relationships that I realized weren't serving me. And then, you know, shining a light on my relationship uh, through a couple of scenarios, uh, a couple different perspectives, you know, I pull out of that one and then I wake up and I'm like, well, now I don't have a support system, right? I don't have, you know, people to fall back on because the people that I would have fallen back on were not right for me and they would not have given me the right advice, I'm sure. But it left me sort of listless or sort of like just like floating out there without anything to ground me. But in a way, I'm thankful for that because it made me explore what I really wanted to be. And so over the past year, through the stress of a divorce, I really started to explore what I enjoy. Um, I started making my environment my own. And that's small to big things, you know, In my environment, in my house, I created spaces like this room right here where, you know, the boys and I can come in here for peace and quiet to sit and read. Typically, I come into this room in the first thing in the morning with my coffee and I'll light some incense and I'll journal, usually about thoughts from the previous day. I'll drink my coffee. I'll sit here and read a book. I don't sit at this desk. Usually I sit back there on that couch. I'll sit here and read a book, something inspirational. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh is really good. Uh, I will also read uh, Young Pueblo, Young Pueblo, if I sure pronounce that correctly. Um, I also have my uh, Daily Laws book by Robert Greene that I read my daily passage and my uh, Daily Stoic from Ryan Holiday, where I read my Stoic passage for the day. And so it's like a nice, solid hour where I get, you know, at least 20 minutes of meditation, sometimes more. Uh, I get, you know, just a, a, a peaceful sense, you know, of like a place to ground myself to start the day with a little bit of knowledge from one of these books that I read. And I go forward into my day with that. And it's, it's kind of nice. Now there's certain days when like, maybe I have to get the kids on the bus or, you know, I slept in and that has to adjust into a later morning routine that can happen. Don't get the idea that I do everything perfectly. It doesn't happen, but it's getting better. I think anybody that says they do everything all the time is maybe not being truthful. I mean, even Ben Franklin was like the one that started like a lot of this uh, stuff, you know, Franklin planner and all that stuff. Right. But the reason he did all of the habit tracking that he did and all the, all the stuff was because he was so bad at it. He wasn't natural. So, um, you know, he, he had to keep bringing himself back and, and so that's something that I've become more comfortable with. It's one of the reasons I left, you know, sort of podcasting and, and all this other stuff is because I didn't feel authentic anymore. I didn't feel like I could talk to anybody about this stuff because everything was falling apart around me. I was worried about, you know, I had a little bit of a cancer scare and I was trying to spend more time with my kids. But at the same time, I was in a state of serious disorganization, serious like disarray and emotionality. And I I just couldn't feel 
authentic and putting things out there. Um, and it's taken a while to get back there. I've just, you know, gone through it for the past year. I've had some, some dark moments, uh, you know, nothing severe, but like you're just sitting there in those days where you're like, what am I even doing here, man? What's the, what does any of this mean? But in doing that, I came to the realization that, man, we're here once. We're here once and we really have to enjoy it. And those thoughts that I had that sort of like the seeds that were planted when I started pulling away from friends a couple of years ago that, you know, those friends that didn't suit me. It really came into focus at this point in time. What I did want. I wanted to be weird. I wanted to be my authentic self. I wanted to do my things that made me happy. And I didn't want to have to care that I would be rejected by somebody that didn't appreciate it or didn't like it or that felt that they wanted to judge me for it. And that's kind of freeing. That's kind of like, like when you feel like you don't have to play the game of, you know, people like me or like, you know, when you don't have to play this game where you're always looking for acceptance from other people, it's freeing. Um, I, I don't do it perfectly. Believe me, I still have these moments where I just want somebody to like me. But if they don't, I'm much more equipped to walk away and say, man, they're just not my people. Right. It's not easy. It's not easy. I'm working on it. And I'm much better at it now than I used to be. And so, you know, walking up to the edge of like, you know, I'm 45 years old. I have this opportunity to restart. And what am I going to do with it? So I did these things. I I created this room. Um, I started really getting into things that I was interested in as a kid, but maybe weren't encouraged for me. Uh, you know, like taking care of aquariums, but now like doing it well, where I actually take care of the aquariums, not just let them die. Um, you know, so trying to do some of this stuff with discipline and mindfulness, I started buying plants and flowers and making my environment a little bit more earthy and a little bit more, um, you know, comfortable to sit down and, and just relax. And so I can move now between each room and no matter which room I'm in, I feel comfortable. I feel safe. I feel, you know, like I can just get something done, whether it's read a book or do a podcast or whatever. I, every one of the rooms in my house now feels like my own and it, it feels nice. And, you know, <clears throat> I feel like my, like my father, who doesn't quite appreciate this kind of stuff, was here for the holidays and even said, you know, like your house is really comfortable. And that means a lot, you know, like it's, it's a place that I, I want to be able to walk in and feel good about it. But when somebody else sees that and feels it and understands it, you know, it's, there's that little sense of accomplishment. Uh, there's that little sense of like, yeah, it's validation is what it is. It's validation. So it, it felt good. And I'm continuing that. Right. And so as I've gone through this winter, you know, I've changed the way that I'm doing things. And one of the one of the major things for me is my personal health, mental and physical. 
I need to improve it. I mean, if you've watched me in videos from four or five years ago, I was a lot lighter. I didn't have this going on in my under my chin. And, you know, it's it, like I didn't have this gut that I got going on right now. And a lot of that was, you know, I had a pretty significant foot injury going right into COVID. Couldn't be as active as I used to be. Plus, I stopped going to the gym during COVID and, you know, stress of, of you know, the relationship. And <clears throat> I ended up having half of my thyroid removed, which I find out through a blood test last month that it's not operating prop, uh, pro, um, properly. And so, you know, I have to get on medication and my metabolism is probably a little bit slower now. So I got things I'm dealing with. But, you know, one, no matter what I'm dealing with, I really wanted to focus on my personal health. So I am big into eating more vegetables now, getting my nutrients from vegetables rather than just taking supplements, eating healthy, getting rid of some of the crap that's in my house. And so I, I started, I bought like a, <clears throat> I bought some little arrow gardens that I keep on my countertop and I grow romaine lettuce and some herbs and tomatoes. And then I ended up buying a garden, like a big 36 plant hydroponic system. And I grow all sorts of things there. I have cucumbers, peas, tomatoes, cilantro. If you've ever made guacamole with cilantro that you just grew. Oh my goodness. It's so good. But like, so I'm growing all these, all these different types of lettuce I've never heard of red sales, lettuce and whatever. And so now I eat a fresh salad at least once a day, sometimes up to three times a day that I've grown myself. The only thing that's in there that I didn't grow myself are some onions. Um, tomatoes because my tomatoes aren't ripe yet uh, but carrots cabbage like that sort of thing but all the lettuce the whole lettuce mixture is my own and it's awesome it's great and I'm just encouraged to keep eating it mainly because I'm growing so much I need to keep ahead of it before it's overgrown so it's created this habit where I just like crave salads now which is really nice I'm back into exercising five six seven times a week now I bought a bike. It's in the middle of my den and I ride my bike three, four times a week, at least 15 minutes up to 30 minutes. I'm not one of those crazy 45 hour long bike riders, but I have a good time and I have a relationship with my girl, Hannah Corbin on Peloton, man. I follow her every day and I'm, I'm riding my bike with her and, uh, you know, it's fun. It's fun. I'm enjoying it for other days. I don't want to do it. Sure. But I still like find those pockets of time where it's now woven into my day. And so I try to jump on the bike real quick in the morning, get my blood flowing after I do my meditation and everything. And then after I'm done with my major priority one work right before lunch, I'll go down into the garage and lift weights for half an hour, or 45 minutes. And now it's, it's really built into my routine where before it was always, always a struggle. I was always trying to force it. I was always trying to cram too much into my day. And now it's not so much like that anymore. <clears throat> and I think, you know, that decompression of my time is one of the major things that's helped me here. I've said no to a lot of things. I don't do as much, <clears throat> you know, before I was trying to do everything and I was wearing myself out. And then through the separation and divorce, I was trying to do a lot of other things like to find value or to find connection or whatever. 
And I was wearing myself out that way. And I wasn't getting good sleep. I was having too many beers and, and all of that. And so when I really tore apart my day and stopped doing too much and sort of let that sit for a while, like I just really just kind of almost did nothing for a while except think and read and do what work was required. And I felt guilty about it um, because I know other people don't have that opportunity, but I'm glad I did because taking that opportunity really helped me figure some things out. And then when I started adding things back into my day, whether it was growing plants or taking care of the aquariums or activities I do with my boys or physical fitness or new relationships. As I started adding them into my day, I started to get a better sense for whether there was a positive impact or a negative impact. And that was a new sense for me. And it gave me a lot more confidence to trust my instinct about what was good or bad, what served me or did not serve me. For a long time, because I had such a history of bad relationships, in my mind anyway, I felt like I had such a bad history with relationships that I felt like maybe I was drawn to the wrong people based on some, you know, programming that I had. Like, okay, you're more confident in toxic relationships. Well, you know, that's not good. And so I was not confident then in my decision-making ability there. But the healthier I got, the more I got to know myself, the more I feel I can trust those instincts. And so now I really feel like I have a sense for the flow, uh, positive or negative, of a situation. I still find myself playing old tracks and, and, and getting into conversations that I walk away from going, oh, man. That didn't feel right. But now I have a greater sense for whether I want to stay in a situation or not. Like I, my awareness clicks a little bit quicker and so I can back out a little bit better. And that's actually one of the videos I've just done for Define Life on our Instagram and on our TikTok page was about like feeling like the premise being like leaving rooms that don't suit us. Uh, and that's actually a new affirmation for me now. Like I will leave a room that does not suit me. And I've done it a lot recently, just intuitively where, you know, you walk into a room, you walk into a restaurant and you're not getting the vibe. And I think out of obligation or my sense of investment and in time and preparation, you know, I would walk into a restaurant and I would feel this and I would sit down and then have a bad meal or a bad experience or whatever and walk away going, man, tonight sucked. Right now, I mean, just this past week, looking forward to going to a restaurant, brand new restaurant, uh, walked in, didn't feel it, didn't feel right, sat down, got the menu, wasn't feeling it. And the person I was with, we we're looking at each other you're like, you want to get up and go someplace else? I know a place down the street. We got up, left, had a blast at the next place. I mean, it was night and day. I, I'll tell you, even like in, in Pittsburgh here, I don't know where you are, but during Lent in Pittsburgh, 
fish fries are a big thing on Friday, right? And so I took my boy to a local church and a couple of little things happened like walking in that like, I was like, mm, I, I don't know. Like just there's weird things. It's just like most people might not even think about me. I feel like I'm hypersensitive to it at this point, but you know, you probably can relate like where you walked into a situation and you just repeatedly felt like wrong. And I'm walking in and the whole thing was just not feeling good. And we're standing in line and somebody turns around and says, oh, now they're out of bread. Well, it's still like it's only halfway through the day, through the night and they're already out of bread. We can't even get fish sandwiches. And that's what we came for. Right. Like that's the tradition. And so I'm looking at my son and I'm like, do you really want to stay here if they can't get a sandwich? Maybe we can go somewhere else. And the guy behind me, like belligerently says, are you in line? And I'm like, oh, man, not anymore. I'm like, like that was kind of the last straw. I'm like, you know what? I don't need attitudes. I don't need negativity. I don't need any of this. Every one of these small little experiences now capped off with this guy. I'm like, you know what? I'm out of here. And we ended up driving about four or five miles away to a different church, walked inside and it was the most pleasant, welcoming experience possible. And so, I'm, you know, it's like these little moments that like now that I feel like I'm a little bit better in touch and more in touch with the the flow or feel of a room or a situation, I've had much better experiences in my life. And it's much more validating, you know, like it's much more, I'm much more okay with it. And the same goes with relationships, you know, like you, you talk to somebody and you're, you know, you kind of get this off feeling much more comfortable walking away from somebody like that rather than trying to force it. And in the end, feeling bad about how the conversation or, or the situation went. So yeah, I'm, I'm much more happy with walking away. And even if the alternative is being by myself and doing nothing, because I'm much more comfortable with myself now. Through all of this, all the things that I've done, I'm much more comfortable with myself being alone. And while I don't look forward to being alone forever, you know, whether it's through a relationship or whatever, you know, like I'm not going to be a hermit. And, you know, there are moments where I need to come back and be by myself and regroup that way rather than trying to find energy outside of me. So, you know, I, I just it, it's a much more in tune feeling that I've had lately. So I, uh, I kind of appreciate it. I feel good about it. So as I move forward with the defining life podcast, we're going to talk about this topic. We're going to talk about some other things. Um, it's, we're going to talk about tactics and how I use to find my day in this process. Uh, that's, you know, varied depending on the mindset that I was in at the time and the, and the day I was using it, but I did use it almost every day. And I think it was that one grounding technique for me that kept me, even when what I was writing down wasn't the most productive thing or the, the most, um, even healthy thing. Uh, I was still able to observe it and see myself on paper. Um, and the more I saw that and the more I got in the flow, the more apt or willing to journal I felt. And so then I got more into journaling. And now, I mean, geez, I, I read some of my journal entries from 
months ago. And I'm like, man, that was a different guy, completely different guy. And like, I would never show anybody some of the stuff that I wrote. It was just like, it was a different mindset, but you know, like I can see the change and the growth that happened from that. Uh, and it, and it's nice. And it's now, now because of that, you know, now I can journal and process that information every day, you know, whether it's a, a simple situation with somebody, um, you know, a letdown, something positive, uh, or a thought I'm having, or even ideas for my business or with my kids. So it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's a, it was the process for me. It was the thread through all of it that kept me moving in the direction of my path. So, you know, if you're using Define My Day now, um, you know, think of it that way. You know, like, don't, it's not always about, like, what do I got to get done today? It's, it's, the process is about doing what aligns most with who you want to be tomorrow and down the road. And it helped guide me through that process. And I'm very thankful for it. I'm thankful for, to myself for stupid, <laughs> so stupid. Um, but so, but yeah, I mean, it was good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I've been doing it. And, uh, you know, hopefully it's as helpful for you guys as you're going through the process. Also, if you don't have to find my day, you can do it yourself. You just write down the most important thing for you today that you want to get done. That will lead you to where you want to go. And then in the evening or the next morning, you write about how, how it worked out and you can go through that process. And, you know, if you feel like you want to buy our framework to do that, you know, we're here for you. And we have now a couple different options. I should probably talk about that. We have, we have the, uh, the new big eight and a half by 11 define my day platinum edition planner. Uh, it's 13 weeks in one book. Uh, much larger format, more room to write. We have the original Define My Day, and then we also have the Defined Life Planner, which has the same daily page that Define My Day has. It just doesn't have anything else. There's no journaling. There's no. There's a. There's a very simple visual goal planning that helps you keep on your path. It 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 occurs in the book in the very beginning through each week, and then at the end of each week for review. But it's very simple. It's not as detailed as Define My Day. There's no habit tracking or anything like that, but it's also less expensive. It's 15 bucks right now and it covers 13 weeks also. So it's it's a less expensive option to get you into the process a little bit easier. It's a little bit less light or a little bit more lightweight. And um, you know, it and if I think back, it makes sense to start with the Define Life Planner and then move on to Define My Day. It's really the way that I've done it myself. Like when I first started to find my day, I wasn't into habit tracking and journaling. I started by simply writing down my three priorities for the day. And then I started with all of the other mindset stuff that and the habit tracking that was built into what define my day is now. But I added that later on. I was doing the the priority planning for the, probably the first year. So it's natural if you want to start with a defined life plan or start there. It's less expensive. You can get rolling with it and it's an easier process to go through. So if, if, if you do that, there's no, no judgment here at all. That's the way I started. But it's certainly helped me uh, as I go through as I go through this. It's helped me be more present. It's helped me understand more about myself. Um, and it's a it's sort of a, a log for myself as I go back and look at it. 
of, you know, how I've gone through life over the past couple of years. And it's, it's kind of nice to see the growth. And at one of these days, um, when I find them, I'll have to look back at my planner pages from uh, five or six years ago and see what that guy was thinking. I think it would be pretty interesting. So look, I'm going to, I'm going to wrap this up. We're just at about 30 minutes. Um, You know, if, if you listen to me through this 30 minutes, Hey, I appreciate you being with me. Thank you very much. Thanks for rejoining me on my journey. I'm glad our paths crossed once again. And, uh, you know, we'll keep this up. I'm going to try to get this out weekly. And uh, we'll go deeper into some specific subjects. Some of it will have something to do with, you know, planning and define my day. Other things will be just topics about life and how to get through life, how to define your own life. So thanks again for joining me. I appreciate you hanging in with me here. Uh, Keep moving forward and I will talk to you very, very soon. Take care.